And now, from Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Don't show up, don't come out, don't start caring about me now. Hello, British Columbia, and a shout-out to CFAX 1070 in Victoria and all 19 other cities across the province listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Today, we are on location at Blue Grouse a state host of our 2022 Cowichan Valley Escape. And joining us to kick off the show is Blue Grouse owner Paul Brunner. On behalf of all the crew, Paul, thanks for hosting us uh, at your spectacular property. We're so happy to be back on Vancouver Island. Always a pleasure. And we love to show it off. Yeah. And uh, you're bragging a bit today with this sunshine and uh, springtime uh, going on over here. We're, we're still thinking about winter. You're, you're really jumping ahead. Well, we're jumping ahead, but we still like to say we're the guys putting the cool in cool climate. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's, not, uh, it's still 10 degrees. It's not summer yet. Yeah. Uh, the place looks great. I know we, we've been talking a little bit about uh, from the start to the finish. It's about 10 years now that you've been under underway or... 16th of July this year, it'll be 10 full yeah. years. Could you have imagined you'd be sitting here now uh, with all of this around you, this incredible vineyard site and winery? The short answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you, you've always said to me that uh, you didn't know anything about wine when you started, except that you liked it. That's pretty much it. You know, I let's say I know a whole lot more now, but as you probably know in the wine business, the more you know, the less you know. So mm. uh, we're on a learning curve, and it'll it'll be a lifetime. It's a special spot, though. You, you uh, worked in the mining business for a long time, so you know a little bit about soil and rocks, mm. and uh, uh, so you've you got to be pretty happy with this site. I love this site. I, I think it's, it's unique. It's great. It's got some unique uh, geologic features. It's got a fluvial glacial deposit underneath it it's got three different types of soils uh, we can do a lot here and was it below the ocean at one point yes and pretty much anything on vancouver island that's you know 100 meters or below has at some point been up and down uh under yeah. underwater and above water and so on so it's kind of like your own little piece of chablis in some some way man i'm loving it <laughs> uh okay we, we don't want to dwell too much on the pandemic but you've been open you've been running for two years how was that well i you know i a little bit embarrassed to say it you know we went into it with a plan that said if we have to cut heads what are we going to do and we never cut anybody. We went from strength to strength. We cut back to five days a week. We cut back all of our events. And at the end of the day, we grew nicely in 2020 and nicely again in 2021. Mm -hmm. And this year is already looking pretty good after three months. So. Does it change the way you think about the business maybe a little bit or not? I mean, the way you interact with people and the days you're open? Yeah, I think, I think very much. We went to the kind of sit-down you know, let's talk about the wine kind of tasting scenario yeah. rather than belly up to the bar. We don't want to go back the other way. Yeah. It's it's really a much better model for us. And uh, while you're opening back up fully, uh, the big question is, do you have the people to do it? We hear a lot about that across the entire province. Uh, it's, it, it, it is the challenge. We would love to open, you know, any time in the next month or so. In May, we typically open seven days a week, but we just can't staff it. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to stay at five days a week until something breaks in our favor. Mm -hmm. But it's tough. 
Well, we're excited to be here, and uh, we're going to take a deep dive into this property in the next uh, next session, taste some wine, and talk about all the new plantings and all the things you've got planned for folks who will come by the winery in droves, I'm sure. There's so much pent-up demand out there to get out, uh, and being here today, I can see why people would want to come. Uh, okay, Paul, don't go away. Uh, you're going to come back with us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm Anthony Guzman, and you're listening to BC Food & Wine Radio in our 2022 Couch and Valley Grape Escape on Vancouver Island. Up next, Paul Bruner's joined by winemaker Bailey Williamson on location from Blue Grouse Estate. There's more to come. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gizmondi. Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant are ready for spring. Featuring new exciting spring wine releases in the wine shop, along with delicious promotions in the Modest Butcher. Enjoy Burger and Blau Mondays, Tommy and Tannen Tuesdays, Happy Hour seven days a week, as well as the Modest Sunday Brunch, where sweatpants and sunglasses are encouraged. Spring is the thing at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination, the Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Smoking Loon believes that good wine doesn't need to take itself so seriously. This simple premise has guided them for over two decades to produce wines crafted for those with an appetite for adventure, like their Smoking Loon Syrah. So whether you're relaxing dockside or simply enjoying a well-deserved evening at home, bring along a taste of cottage country. Uncork and discover a rare bird at a BC liquor store near you. Or visit SmokingLoon.com. Clos de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at ClosDeSoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. Hello, I'm Anthony Gismondi, and after four decades in the wine business, I know that the wine you like is always the best one for you. Anyone who tells you differently is simply wrong. The trick is how to get there. My advice? Try as many different wines as possible to discover your favorites. We evaluate about 3,000 wines a year at GismondiOnWine.com to help you sort through the clutter in the market, and we make it easy to search through our results. After all, life is way too short to drink bad wine. So why not give us a go at GismondiOnWine.com? Now, back to BC Food and Wine Radio, on location at Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Back to our 2022 Vancouver Island Couch and Valley Escape. We continue our conversation with Blue Grouse owner Paul Brunner and welcome winemaker Bailey Williamson to the show. Bailey, welcome. Thank you very much. Great, Great to, to have be here. You here. Uh, Paul said we shouldn't get you on, but I thought, what the hell? We'll get <laughs> we, we need to hear from the winemaker. I look great on radio. <laughs> yeah, you've got a face for radio. <laughs> 
Uh, well, just before we, I know we're going to taste some wines, but if if you were to describe Vancouver Island wines to the world, to people who didn't know about it, how, how would you describe in general Vancouver Island wines? I think maybe. Well, I mean, bracing acidity comes to mind. Okay. Um, that being said, I think there's uh, incredible aromatics that go along with it. Um, the volume of production is minuscule. Um, you have to come here to really appreciate what we can do with grapes and the environment that we do it in, mm-hmm. uh, which is a decidedly cool climate. Cool climate, <clears throat> but protected, too. I mean, you're you're on the East Coast, so the it's a it's a pretty uh, <clears throat> pretty protected site, I would say. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely in the rain shadow of the of the central mountains on Vancouver Island. So, you know, we do see significantly less rain than some other parts of the island. Mm. Uh, well, there's a lot of hope for Pinot Noir on the island, uh, which I want to pursue today. And uh, what, what, maybe we just talk quickly about the origins of Pinot here, like the first ones that arrived, because you're still growing some of those. We are. We have uh, the original owner, Hans, Hans Kiltz. When he was doing this in the early 90s, there was a fellow, Hans Becker, from, uh, from Germany, mm-hmm. uh, particularly out of Geisenheim, and uh, it had colloquially been called the Becker Project. And so there was a lot of transfer of knowledge back and forth with this region and, uh, and Geisenheim University. And so the clones that we have here, and I'm not entirely sure if, everybody forgot or nobody was talking you know how the wine industry yeah. can be sometimes sure but Hans said he didn't couldn't remember what the clone was I've triangulated it using um, 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 uh, Ant, or, um, Ant, Dr. Reynolds out of uh, Brock and uh, and a couple of other people and we think it's the Ritter clone yeah that Which, makes sense a little a little uh, a little earlier ripening a little thicker skin to uh, to combat some of the climate issues that we have so uh, it's interesting but now we've got a lot of people planting um, planting the Dijon clones the mm-hmm. usual suspects and uh, we here at Blue Grouse have added to uh, to the genetic pool by putting in some Vadensville mm-hmm. and uh, some Pomard so you know I think uh, I think in the future, uh, Blue Grouse may have the widest selection of Pinot um, in, in any one place uh, on the island. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting. Okay, and Paul, you you have a connection with the Pinot because, uh, first of all, you drink it. So that's a good thing. Uh, and you did some work with Pedro Parra. He came out here uh, early on and, and, and dug some holes and, and gave you some of his wisdom. Uh, what can you tell us about that and, and how it's rolled out? Well, I, at first, I think his wisdom was pretty succinct. He said, "This is this is Pinot country. Why would you grow anything else?" Yeah, I like and, that. And he, the other thing, he says, "You guys are growing all white, and the world sells all red. What's wrong with that picture?" Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we we kind of put two and two together, and and really, there's not a lot of reds you can ripen here and ripen well consistently. Mm-hmm. Pinot Noir is one, Gamay Noir is another one. Uh, and it doesn't get too far from that. So that gave us a focus, and we're very, very focused on that. Most of what we've planted is Pinot Noir, and, you know, they say Pinot and Chardonnay go pretty well together. So yep. we've combined the two, and we're going to have 
we're going to see what we can do with both of those. Okay, well, let's talk about this because I'll just say out straight, Pinot Noir is a varietal wine, but it's a blend. <laughs> People don't know that it's a blend. So let's talk a bit about that, and, and maybe you, you say you're going to put a blend together here for us. How, would, how, does, how does a blend work into a single varietal wine? Well, <clears throat> uh, the, the Pinot family is huge. You have, you know, Pinot Wuxerois, Pinot Meunier, Pinot, Pinot Gris, Pinot Blanc, mm-hmm. Pinot Noir, and then within Pinot Noir there are um, a massive number of clones within that. And so it's, it is pretty varied and everyone has been uh, testing out different ideas around that. Some are more spicy, some are more fruit forward. Um, there's a lot of ways you can make wine. What I've got here today, and I kind of like to think of as the um, the artist's palette of, of, of wines, we have, we have some Pinot Noir from our site here that was done uh, primarily using carbonic maceration in an amphora. Okay. We have some of the um, Ritter clone from our property here again that was done in a way that was pretty standard fermentation. And then we have um, a bit of a blend of a couple of the Dijon clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't grown here on our property. They were growing on, uh, on another property in the Cowichan. And so when you have this wide-ranging palette, as in an artist's palette of, of options, it then becomes all about the blending and the assemblage of the, of the wine itself. Mm-hmm. And so you can... For the last few years, it really has been about just experimentation and seeing where the future lies for blue grouse because we have the plantings and we haven't had very much production from it left. And so now we've got, you know, examples of what can happen. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, testing the bounds of this. Here, let me pour a little of this. This is the, this is the carbonic maceration. Will this be the fruity one then? Yes. Yeah, nice floral notes, softer. Yeah, and not any one is going to be the quintessential Pinot Noir. It really does come around to what pieces of the puzzle can you put in. So then I'm going to put a little more in your glass now. Yeah. This is the, 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 Blue Ritter. Gra- the Ritter clone again, done okay. in a more traditional destemmed way. And, um, and you can see how that adds to the blend as well now. So a little more muted on that floral bit, and then, uh, but still has that uh, character. Little touch of bitterness, a little, you know, softens down the floral part, balances yeah. it off. Yeah. And now, here, I'm going to give you a little bit more. This is the... Uh, the well, Dijon clones. The Dijon clones. Basically, what I'm doing is, you know, spicing, free form, free form <laughs> blending out of the cellar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like this because it's it's a bit of spice and then the color. Yeah. Well, that really changes it. So it's it, it, very interesting to see what you can do with a small volume. Yeah. And and when you bring it together, single variety blend. <laughs> <laughs> And so the, the, the Pinot program on a broad stroke here, then you have Quill. Is, is that for younger vines, or how do you, what's the program? How does it roll out? 
the quill will be in-house very shortly, or at least all cowichan. Right. And we will, you know, that will probably be some of the early, early vines. And we'll still focus on the, uh, the original 30-year-old plantings here for the estate line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Paul, you're, uh, you're expanding. We can see right from here that there's more pinot that's been planted. Can you tell us a little bit about your plans for that? Or? Uh, well, we've gone, we bought a, a vineyard here that was about eight and a half acres. And we, th- this property here, the Blue Grouse property, will be 35 acres of planted vines on a 65-acre footprint. Uh, within the next, we'll start to get some fruit off the expanded area this year, but next year in particular, and then on for about the next three or four years. And then uh, last year, about this time, we bought another property very near here that's, uh, again, 35 acres of plantable space on mm. a 45-acre footprint. And uh, we were going to do our aromatic whites and, and rosés and kind of those kinds of grapes on that property. Mm. Sounds like you need more room in the cellar, Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it's on the schedule. (laughs) Uh, Well, gentlemen, thanks for uh, kicking off the show. Uh, Lovely to taste a varietal wine that's blended. Uh, I think that's important for people to to, uh, understand the sort of complexity that that can happen with a wine. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. There's plenty more coming up. We've been speaking with Paul Brenner and winemaker Bailey Williamson on location from Blue Grouse Estate. Hey, our show is powered weekly on 20 Bell Media stations across British Columbia and on demand across all the major podcast platforms, including iHeart, Spotify, and Apple. I'm Anthony Gismani. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the city and relax in the beautiful South Okanagan. Get outside and enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region. You'll find over 180 of BC's finest wineries. From the Naramata Bench to Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitsouthokanagan.com. Smoking Loon believes that good wine doesn't need to take itself so seriously. This simple premise has guided them for over two decades to produce wines crafted for those with an appetite for adventure, like their Smoking Loon Syrah. So whether you're relaxing dockside or simply enjoying a well-deserved evening at home, bring along a taste of cottage country. Uncork and discover a rare bird at a BC liquor store near you. Or visit SmokingLoon.com. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. 
It doesn't have to be alcohol to be rock and roll. It just has to be naughty. Bring the party with Naughty from Thompson & Scott. Beautifully crafted, organic, vegan, alcohol-free sparkling wines that have taken the drinks industry by storm. Beautiful bubbles. No alcohol, no compromise. So go ahead, get naughty. You've got nothing to lose but your preconceptions of what alcohol-free can be. Visit softcrush.ca for more details. And now, from Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. So you're a tough guy, like you're really a rough guy. Just can't get enough guy, just always so puff guy. I'm not bad Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. It's our grape escape Cowichan. And we are on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, our next guest. And I'm really delighted to have him in the studio uh, well, not the studio, sorry, outdoors, uh, from Unsworth Restaurant, Chef Martin Hugavine. Uh, chef, great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Anthony. Great uh, to be here. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's so much fun to be up in the Cowichan uh, on this spring day uh, and to have you on the show. And I, I, I'm really excited to talk about the restaurant. I know there's been lots going on. Uh, just before we get to that, though, maybe just a quick uh, biography and let people know how you ended up in the Cowichan. Uh, so originally from New Zealand, um, grew up on a dairy farm and traveled all around the world, working in France, Sweden, um, Australia, and ended up on Vancouver Island. And an opportunity came at Unsworth, uh, which I previously previously worked at winery restaurants as well. Right. Um, so it was like a natural fit, yeah. um, and the Cowichan is very similar to the area I grew up in New Zealand yeah, as well. Yeah, I would think like, so. Um, Weather-wise, food, climate, all of it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and in a restaurant winery, is it different than than a restaurant, or like how, I don't know how how would you explain it? The experience. Um, yeah, it's what we kind of say is I have to tailor the food more so to the wine rather than in a traditional restaurant setup. You. You make your dishes, and then you try Somebody a whole lot of different wines. wines <laughs> yeah. and, but I have, to, I have to think about what wines we have first yeah. and what flavor profile is going to match with the wines. Uh, that's kind of uh, the, the, the slight difference. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still cooking. Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to have high-acid wines, though, to work with. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and then having all the seafood here as well. So yeah. it kind of balances out really nice in yeah. that way. Well, let's talk about the, the menu. I know that a lot of people were, you know, were under, uh, not shut down, but had closed down a bit during COVID. What, what are the plans at uh, the restaurant? Yeah, so unfortunately our menus had to be really small for the last two years, but that was based on survival. Um, but now this coming this coming week, at the end of this week, we're expanding back to our menu to like pre-pandemic uh, kind of levels. Um, I am lucky I have a great new sous chef in the kitchen who's highly experienced as well, Ashton, um, and he will be helping collaborating with me with the dinner menu, which will... The dinner menu is going to have a lot more interesting things on, and then our lunch menu is going to be kind of the classics that everyone comes to Unsworth for, like the chowder and your burger and yeah. um, all of that. But the dinner, we're, we're going to try and elevate 
the experience a little bit more, kind of to what we were doing like before uh, yeah. as well. So it's 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 going to be exciting, and I'm really looking forward to this year yeah, of what I, we what we can do there. I can, actually I can't imagine how much you would be looking forward to it. Yeah. Hey, we're on the road with our couch and grape escape, and our guest is Unsworth Restaurant Chef uh, Martin Hugavine. Uh Martin, so uh, big news! You are you're going to create a garden. Yes, yes. That's so, fantastic. <laughs> we've had the space there, and we've used it little bits here and there over the years, but we have big plans now to fully develop it so that a lot of the produce that we serve in the restaurant will come directly from our garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this just, just going to tie in the whole farm-to-table, but it'll be garden-to-table, a winery-to-table yeah, uh, yeah. experience, and we'll be a bit more self-sustained. Um, it is a it is a long term project as well. So like we uh, maybe this year we're going to start very simple with growing pretty much most of our herbs and our flowers and uh, maybe a few root vegetables and the garlic. Uh, previously we've grown the garlic and the tomatoes there, and that's we've that's all we've needed. So um, it's it's kind of it's going to be interesting, yeah. and it's it's a long term plan. Um, and I think we've got some advice from other people who are going to come and be a big part of it as well to ensure that oh wow uh, yeah we, we but you so you have a wide range of suppliers though at the moment i mean farms that you can choose from or tell us a bit about your growers and suppliers and what you what 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 do you have at your fingertips here i'm so lucky here in the couch of valley on on wednesdays and thursdays i swear i have like 20 different people always coming to the back door dropping off fresh produce um, everything from oyster mushrooms uh, to greens. Um, I actually have local uh, Benedictine monks, Brother Michael and Brother Francis, who go foraging for me. So I get all my chanterelles, pine mushrooms, lobster mushrooms from them. Uh, Wicklow Farms, who deals with lettuce, or Mobeta Farms. Like, it's, it's, wow. it's just, and even like the microgreens, I've got two different suppliers who... Um, who work? Who supply me year round? Um, mm-hmm. It's it, it is fantastic, and there's certain there's certain things that we will never try uh, grow at Unsworth just because I've dealt with the local farmer there for five or six years, so I want to keep supporting them. And it's and it's a nice it's it's not like a competition between the farmers. It's yeah. we're doing this all together, which is creates such a great atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and what about the seafood? Oh, honestly, the <laughs> seafood mean, is wild. It's wild crazy. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, halibut season has just begun, uh, so that's be obviously coming on our menu. Um, but my honestly, my favorite is the clams and the mussels. Mm. Salt Spring Island mussels, fantastic. I don't understand why people have PEI mussels over here, but <laughs> uh, when those so good. But um, yeah. and then all the clams we get uh, from uh, like the Fanny Bay, the whole area up there. It's uh yeah it's mm. it's my favorite part of being able to work here all the different types of salmon that we have uh it's a seafood heavy menu uh always mm-hmm. because that's what we have here on the island yeah, yeah. well unsworth also i mean uh, you come from new zealand unsworth is making really killer chardonnay and pinot noir so and, and are you involved in that too or you're tasting are you tasting with them and they're tasting with you when the menu goes together those sort of things or yeah so um we we're actually developing a way more formal process in that we're, uh, there's going to be a big tasting when we do development with 
uh, all the different sides of the business coming in to taste the wines and uh, uh, with the food and um, and just to tweak things to make sure the pairings work yeah. properly. Um, Dan, whenever he does his bottling, like he's got one in a couple of weeks, which I'm excited for because he always dropped me off a box of the <laughs> wines and I get to go take them home and try them all, which, yeah. is, which is an amazing perk to have uh, um, yeah. as well. So, yeah, no... We 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 kind of work separately, but there is there's a lot of collaboration, and I think more as we develop and get bigger over time, it's gonna it's gonna become more so more mm-hmm. of us involved in every side of it. And you have a lot of space outside uh, as well, uh, a deck for people that dine outside. Oh, we have a large outdoor patio yeah. um, where that's where our pizza oven is as well. So yeah. and yeah, and I'm really excited. We I got that kind of hooked up yesterday and we're cleaning out the area and the pizzas will be back at Unsworth soon. Wow. Um, I think a lot of people are pretty excited to have that. They ask us all winter when the pe- when's the pizza coming back. So. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I lo- pizza's one of those things that you don't really think about it until you have a glass of wine and you go, wow, like a little duck pizza or a little mushroom pizza <laughs> yeah. and Pinot Noir. That's a fantastic uh, way to while away a couple of hours out oh. on the deck. I, I'm sick of pizza by the end of summer. I like, <laughs> uh, but but now, like for the last week, I've been saying it around the kitchen. I'm like, yeah. I'm craving our mushroom pizza. Like, I just want to have that again. Right like, on. Yeah. So it's it's great. Uh, Martin, thanks so much for joining us today and coming up to talk to us here at uh, Blue Grouse about the Unsworth Restaurant. Uh, it's open. What, how will it open? How many days a week, or what sort of times? Uh, we're open Wednesday to Sunday, okay. um, eleven to uh, eight or nine late, yep. um, and then. In June, July, August, September, we'll be open the pizza area just on Mondays and Tuesdays as well. So in summertime, you can come to Unsworth any day. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, for now, it's Wednesday to Sunday. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was great. Cheers. More to come on our Couch and Valley Grape Escape here at Blue Grouse uh, Estate. Up next, Lauren Inglis, the general manager of Enrico Winery, joins us. You won't want to miss that. I'm Anthony Gimsmondi. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. Capture the essence of the grape-growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award-winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures. Visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries, and distilleries, and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. 
As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers collectors a safe, inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. They are experts in the field with the knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature. Liver Farms terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkamine Valleys. Join the wine club and receive delivery of award-winning wines and new releases in spring and fall, plus early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Visit them this spring to taste in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. BC Food and Wine Radio wants you to join them at the 43rd Vancouver International Wine Festival, May 16th to 22nd. For a free international festival tasting ticket worth up to $129, book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com by May 6th. Details are at vanwinefest.ca. Limited supply, so book now. Come see Anthony Giswandi talking with fine stars in the tasting room at the Vancouver International Wine Festival, May 16th to 22nd. Don't wine and drive. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, we're on our Grape Escape Cowichan Valley Vancouver Island trip today, uh, and we're coming to you live from Blue Grouse Estate. Our next guest is Lauren Inglis, who has hosted us before at his winery. He's the GM of Enrico Winery. Lauren, great to see you. Great to see you as well. Yeah, thanks for breaking away. I understand you're bottling wines today. So are you lucky to be away, or are you worried to be away? <laughs> no, I'm lucky to be away, I think, yeah. right now. Bottling's yeah. uh, it's a, it's a tough, arduous afternoon. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And someone comes in to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, which is kind of nice. They, yep. Like they have all the equipment and... It's a, it's a trailer that comes out of the Okanagan Artists, and they do a fantastic job, and uh, it's the best way to go for us right yeah. now. Yeah. They set all the specs, or you set the specs, they in, yep. do it. And they, we just supply the wine into the truck, and they do everything else. You know, yeah. the first couple of bottles, obviously, we check to make sure they're where they're supposed to be, but they yeah. do a fantastic job. And what are you bottling today, just as today, curiosity? Yeah, today, actually, we're going to taste one. Okay. Um, we're doing the celebrate, or today, we're actually doing the Pinot Noir, the, uh, the Ortega, the red, the rosé red dragon and petit mm. below, and right. another red blend called hurricane, which you haven't had as of yet. Right on. Well, we're not dwelling on the pandemic, but I oh, just sort of wondered how you made it. Like you were such a, uh. you're, I wouldn't say a party winery, but a place uh. where people go to have fun. Yes. Uh, did it did it carry on, or it, how, how did it affect you? I mean, there was a couple of times, obviously, when we were in total closure, where not a lot took place, but. Uh, I mean, we do. We have a lot of fun at the winery, and that's, you know, one of the, the rules that we sort of live by is to come in and enjoy. But we were extremely busy all the way through it. Mm -hmm. um, hours were shut 
are closed down dramatically, but on the weekends, I mean, there was uh, there was weekends where we had to close a gate an hour early because we had so many people waiting to come in. Wow. Yeah. So wow. that was That's that was good. unbelievable. So you sold some wine. <laughs> you we, stayed in business. Yeah, which is the key, I guess. Yeah. yeah sell lots of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Lots and of support from the locals, obviously, and the mainland, huge support from the mainland as well. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And so the plan is what, to open up uh, in a normal way this year or is yeah, normal, the right, new normal? Or? Yeah, what is normal now. So we're open Friday, Saturday, Sunday right now, okay. uh, noon to 5. We'll see how that goes. And if it warrants to be open longer, then we'll definitely go farther into the week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our guest is Lauren Inglis, uh, Enrico Winery. Well, let's start with that. Where's Enrico Winery for people who maybe haven't heard of it? I mean, we're in the Cowichan, but yeah, Cowichan Valley. So we're in an area called Mill Bay, which is a sub area of the mm-hmm. Cowichan Valley. Obviously, not far from the water. We're on a road, 3280 Telegraph Road. Um, beautiful 54-acre picturesque winery. Yeah, winery. It is. yeah, it's a great spot. And I think all planted out now or it's all planted out all that we're going to be planting yes yeah, that's yeah. good yeah we're done and it, uh, it's good does that mean you have to buy fruit or it's, you have what you need now or? no i mean we do we look after another vineyard as well so we get quite a bit of our pinot noir from them as uh, as well but mm-hmm. um no we we can pretty much sustain ourselves mm. with the exception of that pinot noir well we've been talking to people about the cowichan like what is special about this place for for grape growing I mean, our climate, I mean, the warm lands, I mean, that's pretty much what Cowichan stands for, yeah. or means. Um, I mean, our climate is absolutely fantastic. Um, it's it's conducive to growing phenomenal whites and amazing reds as well, Pinot Noir being one of our mm-hmm. the big reds that we can grow so well here. Um, it's, just, it's just this microclimate that we've got. Is, it's just so hard to beat. Would, would you agree? Like, sometimes I hear people say it's a Mediterranean climate. I don't know if that's a, a true I, I don't know if sense, I go but... as far to say Mediterranean, but, I mean, we do have our warm nights. We always pick up a little bit of a breeze, but it's, uh, right. you know, during the day, the weather is it's, it's, it's very consistent, and I think that's super important with the grapes that we're yeah. all growing here right now. And in terms of climate change, has it been, have you seen a, much of a change or? I mean, we, we, I mean, we're always going to fall back to what happened last year with the heat dome. And we don't know if that's going to be a consistent thing or if that was just a one-off. Right. But I mean, definitely, I, I believe that we are going through periods of climate change up here for sure. Yeah. yeah. And water, is it an issue or? No, no, no not for us. It isn't. Yeah. Uh, we've got multiple wells on the property, which can sustain everything that we do. No problem. Yeah. But as you know, grapes aren't something that are, they don't become super thirsty yeah. until certain times of the year. Uh, so. You do a great job about talking about, uh, because there's a lot of different varieties. People maybe come here, they come over from Vancouver, and they never heard of half of these grape mm-hmm. varieties. What, how does that play out in the tasting room? Or how, how do you, <laughs> tell I, us a bit about some of the varieties that you have to educate people. Well, I mean, one of the main ones that we have to teach everybody about is the Ortega, although Ortega is getting to be more and more well-known, of course, and that's through the hard work of what Bailey and Blue Grouse does and what we do as well. Uh, Zanata does a fantastic job with it, but uh, other ones, all of the Blattner series are, are all obviously yeah. the ones that take a little bit of work. Yeah. The new one that he, that we've got right now that we're really working on well is the Petit Milo, absolutely fantastic yeah. white grape. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it does take more work to explain to the people what the grape's all about and why we've got it in the ground yeah. and why we chose that over the traditional vinifera stuff. Pro- probably easier to drink it than talk about it at some yeah, point. A lot of times it is, yeah. yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're speaking with Lauren Inglis. He's a, a GM over at Enrico Winery. Now, Lauren, you brought two wines uh, today that we're going to start with. Let's talk about uh, the sparkling wine. I guess we'll start with that. Celebration, yeah. 100% Pinot Gris. It's made in the Charmat method. Um, 
consistent wine for us. We yeah. do very, very well with it every year. Uh, consistent gold medal winner all across Canada. I can't believe that the word celebration was available <laughs> yeah, for a sparkling it, wine. It is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like I said, it's a crowd favorite. It's uh, The bottle's great. The The name of it's great. The contents are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Daniel Kosman, our winemaker, has done a fantastic job with it. It's all part of the Charm de Lille series yep. on Vancouver Island, and uh, yeah, we're super proud of it. Well, we should talk a bit about Charm de Lille because people ask me all the time, what does that mean? Who, who's involved in that, and what, what does it mean? Well, Charm de Lille, basically it means that the grapes have to come from Vancouver Island. They have to be made in what's called the Charmat method or tank method for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Um, three wineries currently are making it in that process right now on the island, uh, us, Unsworth, and Avril Creek. Um, we Daniel coined the phrase back in 2012, and uh, yeah, it's 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 just it's it's getting recognition for sparkling wine on Vancouver Island, I believe. So it's it's we're super happy with it. Mm-hmm. So we do three different ones right now: this and a rosé, and then we do have another one that we're phasing out, a tri blend, but uh, or a tri vintage, pardon me. But um, the celebration and the revel- revelation, the revelation is the 100% Pinot Noir. Um, they've both been super super successful. Yeah. Lovely wine. It is very nice. Yeah, nice floral, uh, upfront floral character, yeah. too, that I think is attractive for many people. What about eating something with that? Oh, we just did a cheesecake opening at the winery uh, last Friday. <laughs> and uh, for That's a lo- only Enrico could. Yeah, and so the local guy is uh, doing uh, opening up a cheesecake company. He asked us to host it. And this is what we poured with it, and it was wow. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought of that cheesecake. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yep. Okay, and uh, we have a couple minutes. Let's do the second one before we run out of time. Pinot Noir. Yeah. All estate growing fruit. Now, this is wow. going to be a little rough because <laughs> we literally took this out of the, the tank on the line. way here. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah, Not so bad. No, it's got some mm. really nice notes to it. It's not in bottle shock yet. Mm, not yet. <laughs> it's in filter shock right now. Mm-hmm. It, will, it will suffer from bottles shortly, though. But I think it's going to settle out. It's going to be a really nice pinot. Um, lots of fruit on it. Um, great nose. Nice finish. Soft tannins. So. Well, Daniel, your winemaker has, I, I think, I, I mean, you must be happy to have him, uh, you know, at the helm. Ecstatic would be a better word. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have, uh, I, I know as a, you're the GM, but normally in a small winery, there isn't a GM and a winemaker and yeah. a, there's one person. But this, you can have, uh, he can really concentrate on what he's doing, I would imagine. Yeah, and he does He does an incredibly well job. And I always say yeah. that Daniel's super patient as a winemaker. Yeah. You know, he doesn't panic about anything. He just lets everything take, take its course of time, and he does a fantastic job with yeah. it. So he's... Uh, yeah, some of the grapes that are uh, unusual to a lot of people, the Cabernet Libre, Cabernet Foch, of course, the Petit Milot, he is, he's worked with them for so long. He knows what to do with that grape, and right. we're super happy to have him on board, definitely. Yeah. Are you seeing yeah. you panic a bit or no? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I do it. I don't have to panic. You Why don't. would I panic? No, you <laughs> there's no panic. Like that, there's no panic at all. <laughs> Zero. You make your job easier. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for these two wines. That's great. I know you're not going to go away. You're going to come back because you grew up in uh, Cowichan. Pretty much. So we're going to talk about touring and some tips for people who, you know, what should they do when they when they come to the Cowichan. Are you I'd, up for that? I'd be happy to talk to both the Cowichan. Okay. Lauren Inglis is going to stick around. We're going to uh, talk about uh, uh, his uh, childhood favorite places to uh, go, and uh, some of them probably still exist. Maybe. Kind maybe, of. Maybe. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> this is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we'll be right back. 
There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. It doesn't have to be alcohol to be rock and roll. It just has to be naughty. Bring the party with Naughty from Thompson and Scott. Beautifully crafted, organic, vegan, alcohol-free sparkling wines that have taken the drinks industry by storm. Beautiful bubbles. No alcohol, no compromise. So go ahead, get naughty. You've got nothing to lose but your preconceptions of what alcohol-free can be. Visit softcrush.ca for more details. Hi, this is Anthony Gismondi. This week, our first grape escape of the year comes to you from Blue Grouse Winery in the bucolic Cowichan Valley on Vancouver Island. The entire team has had a fabulous stay thanks to our hosts at Blue Grouse Estate. If you're considering to visit the Cowichan Valley, we highly recommend you give yourself enough time to take in the many attractions as well as the wineries. You can explore the Cowichan Valley Trail or scale the new Malahat Skywalk. Make it at least an overnight visit, and two spots you might want to consider for your stay are the Grouse House at Blue Grouse Winery and Moonwater Lodge on the Malahat. The Grouse House is a two-bedroom suite, sleeps four, and it's ideal for two couples or a family. It's situated in the quietude of the surrounding Blue Grouse Vineyard. Our team enjoyed a stay at the Moonwater Lodge located just off the Malahat, offering one of Canada's best views. All rooms have an amazing view of the spectacular Saanich Inlet along with the soaker tub, gas fireplace, and private balcony. So the next time you're thinking about a getaway, why not quench your thirst for the fresh outdoors and visit the Cowichan Valley on Vancouver Island. Smoking Loon believes that good wine doesn't need to take itself so seriously. This simple premise has guided them for over two decades to produce wines crafted for those with an appetite for adventure, like their Smoking Loon Syrah. So whether you're relaxing dockside or simply enjoying a well-deserved evening at home, Bring along a taste of cottage country. Uncork and discover a rare bird at a BC liquor store near you. Or visit smokingloon.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures. Visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries, and distilleries, and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. Hello, I'm Anthony Gismondi, and after four decades in the wine business, I know that the wine you like is always the best one for you. Anyone who tells you differently is simply wrong. The trick is how to get there. My advice? Try as many different wines as possible to discover your favorites. We evaluate about 3,000 wines a year at GismondiOnWine.com to help you sort through the clutter in the market, and we make it easy to search through our results. After all, life is way too short to drink bad wine. So why not give us a go at GismondiOnWine.com? Now back to Blue Grouse Estate Winery in the Cowichan Valley. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, BC, across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're coming to you live from Blue Grouse Estate. Uh, it's our 2022 Cowichan Valley Grape Escape. Um, our guest continuing is Lauren Inglis. He's the GM of Enrico Estate Winery, who grew up in the Cowichan Valley and uh, has graciously agreed to give us some tips about touring the Vancouver Island subregion. Uh, Lauren, thanks for uh, sticking around. My absolute pleasure. Uh, Thank you. I don't think I've met anybody who grew up in the Cowichan Valley. So, uh, well, I spent a, a lot of time in the Cowichan Valley. Let's uh, clarify that. Okay. Um, 
we we were attracted to the Cowichan Valley for a couple of reasons as kids, obviously because of the lake, the proximity of the lakes, yeah, and the ocean. And it was just a great place to come and hang out for the summer. Yeah. And we spent tons and tons of time up here. Right on. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll start with our listeners because our crew, half of our crew came from Sawasan on the ferry. I came from uh, West Van on the ferry. So I don't. it's about halfway, is it yeah, not? Pretty much it's halfway. Way? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dab smack in the middle, actually. Mill Bay. Well, technically, the beginning of the Cowichan Valley is in the Malahat. Of mm-hmm. course, right, pretty much right by the chalet. But uh, Mill Bay itself is right, pretty much right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, just an amazing region for for boating, for fishing, for hiking, for camping, mountain climbing. Yeah, any and everything you want to do. I mean, we talk a lot about wineries, but there is a lot to do. So, what what can where 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 should people set up in in the valley? I mean, I mean, again, it depends on like if you're planning on coming here for a, a prolonged stay. There's lots of uh, rental places that you can that you can find, obviously B and B styles. Right, um, but I'm. I mean, Mill Bay is pretty much the heart of it, and uh-huh. then it's super easy to travel both ways, whether you're going to Cow Bay or whether you're going even a little bit farther. So it's uh, it's just an amazing place to live. It's an amazing place to visit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's the best place in, on earth, in my opinion. Okay. Yep. And so and let's talk about some of the things you can do then. Like, Again, like, like, say, if you like farms, so what... You can tour. There's farms all over the the lower area, just on the outside outskirts of Duncan. I mean, you can if you're into touring the farms, you can go in, and the farmers are very receptive to you going in and and talking to them. If you really? want to visit the vineyards, or yeah. we have chestnut farms, we've got hazelnut farms, we've got you know virtually everything, asparagus farms all over the place. So yeah. you, into the backside of Cow Bay, it's just an amazing place to walk around and just to visit. You yeah. go right down into the heart of of Cowichan Bay, which we nickname Cow Bay. I mean, it's an old fishing village, and yep. you can just spend hours walking through there. You know, yeah. the, you know, homemade ice cream to to a little pub to restaurants. Restaurants. There's so many great restaurants in the valley. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I see, and and farms like <clears throat> I know maybe not this week, but shortly you'll be able to stop by and buy produce as well. Or yeah, are there some favorite spots, or do you have uh, some favorite spots? Yeah, or? there's a couple. I mean. <laughs> It all it all depends on what you're looking for, obviously. But I mean, we, there's quite a few on the way to the winery. We've got one in particular that uh, sells fresh lamb and fresh produce, and it's just fantastic. Chickens as well, eggs in the morning. So mm-hmm. it's like you're living in the country, but you're not really living in the country, yeah. you know. So it's uh, the it best sounds, of it all. It sounds worlds. like you're living in Tuscany to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, now as you get older, then of course we've got the wineries and the distilleries and the breweries and the cideries. So, I mean, there's there's yeah. everything here that you'd ever want. Yeah. You know, and the great thing is, is you can come by boat or you can come by vehicle or yeah. by plane, obviously. Yeah, by boat seems, I hadn't thought much about that, but of course, it's all the way up. Eh? Well, all the marinas now. I mean, it's incredible the amount of marinas that there are, and we have so many Americans that come up and yeah. they'll spend, you know, a week or 10 days at the marina. Yeah. And then they'll get shuttled around and they'll go to the all the stops, whether it's a winery again or a cidery or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Or just tour the area. They'll rent a car and just tour the whole area. Yeah. It's, it's very unique. Yeah, it is. And uh, I, I was thinking about a couple things. One was about golf because I drove by a few golf courses. Is that a nice uh, event here? Yeah, there's lots of golf. Um, I mean, on it, obviously, when it's not snowing, which it doesn't happen very often, uh, there's there's great golfing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some beautiful courses. Well, I imagine you could ski all winter and drink wine, too. Well, you could. I don't know about skiing. I mean, you could do a combination of uh, snow and water for sure, but yeah. uh, that's a glory, is it, if you're going to travel up island to go skiing, mm-hmm. snow skiing. It's a short travel. 
Okay, we, we hear a lot about the Malahat Skywalk. I want to know if you've been up there yet. Uh, yes, I have, but I must say I was there before they were opened. Okay. <laughs> sort of had a backdoor pass. Yeah. Um, absolutely stunning from up. The views are incredible. And yeah. it's, a, it's a fun little walk to go around. And then if you feel so to take the, cli- uh, the slide down, it's a, it's a short ride. What? But it's, there's a slide there's down? There's a slide down. It takes about eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, oh my yeah. God, I they, didn't know that. Yeah, they've done an absolutely amazing job the way they built the structure. And uh, the really interesting thing is when you drive down to the parking lot, you still cannot see the basket. And that's what it is it's to simulate yeah. a fishing basket, a native fishing basket. Okay. But, but yeah. you can't actually see it until you walk down the path and all of a sudden it appears. And it's, it's magical even just to walk through that area. It's very park like. Wow. Yeah, it's gorgeous. A lot of people like to hike too. Can you can you hike through vineyards or how how does that work? Yeah, or, or it's or there's special places where you go hiking. Yeah, there's special places. I mean, if you want to go to a vineyard, obviously you have to check with the the vineyard owners or managers or whatever it may be. But for actual hiking, I mean, there's so many mountains around here to hike. It's unbelievable. Zuhalem is an amazing hike. Um, you can go up to, uh, all all through that area. There's just phenomenal phenomenal hiking. Mm. Uh, and I guess in the summer, the big one would be swimming. Swimming. Shawnigan uh, Lake is Shawnigan Lake is one of the big popular spots. That's a very to. popular name. What 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 goes on in Shawnigan Lake? <laughs> Don't should, tell me I, too much. I, I, I was just going to say, <laughs> what happens in Shawnigan Lake stays in Shawnigan Lake. Yeah. Um, Shawnigan Lake is uh, super popular. It's a warm lake. It's not a really large lake. It's yeah. not overly populated by residences that live around there. There's still a lot of people that, that have cabins there that live in Victoria. They just come up for the summer. Right. But, um, you know, barring the lake, if you want to go do the ocean, again, you can go right down into Cow Bay or into Mill Bay and paddleboard, kayak, or if you've got a boat, go out and venture around in the boat. It's just, overall, it's just an amazing, amazing place to be. Our guest is Lauren Inglis. He's the GM at Enrico Winery, but we're talking about the many things uh, you can do when you visit the Cowichan Valley here on Vancouver Island. Uh, any secrets you can share with us, or one or two? Or, yeah, I don't know if I'd call them secrets. I think one of the spots that when you come here you, sh- you have to visit is the Kinsel Trestle. And oh. the Kinsel Trestle is one of the largest wood structures that there is in North America. Okay. It's, it was rebuilt. Um, there's a, there was an unfortunate fire out there a few years back, and so it was re- re- reconstructed to make it a lot more uh, pedestrian-worthy. Right. And it's all gated, or it's all uh, sidewalked off so you can safely walk across it. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. The views well, from it are unbelievable. Yeah. Where is that? It's from, it, uh, from Shawnigan Lake. It's it's going to be east, or pardon me, it'll be west by about two and a half, three kilometers. Okay. Just from the village itself. It's yeah. not a far not far to get to it at yeah. all. But it's definitely worth the 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 jaunt to go out and take a look okay. at it. And then of course you've got the Trans Canada Trail, yeah. which is one of the largest lateral trails in the whole world. It's yep. absolutely spectacular. Um, and you can go on that for hours. And the nice thing about it is it's an old rail line, so it's there's a very low grade to it. So you'll find a lot of horses, a lot of bikes on the trail, and a lot of walkers, obviously. Mm. And so, you need uh, you probably need cans of wine for that. I don't cans know. of Are wine. Are there any That's... cans of wine yet over at... <laughs> no, uh... no. We, we've been talking about it. We haven't done it yet. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's so many different stops you can do along the way as well. It's just it's so I, hard. It's, yeah. You have to experience it. I saw a great promotion for can wine uh, last week from France. Mm. It's called Can Can. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And I thought of you right away when I saw Can it. Can. That's can, very can. good. Yeah. Yeah. Promoted by dancers, obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so uh, that's uh, just some of the things you can do here in the Cowichan Valley. Of course, uh, you can also uh, head up to Tofino. I mean, once you're on the island, you're not really far from anything. So no, you're not. There's lots of other things to do uh, uh, while you're on the island. And and I'm I'm assuming you can buy Vancouver Island wine on the island. Like that's probably your best chance of getting it it's one of the better chances to get it yeah of course yeah. i mean we do all the wineries are, that are here obviously we sell the majority of our products on the island mm-hmm. um not saturated by any means but uh the consumption on the island is very high there's mm-hmm. no doubt uh well so many things you can do here lauren thanks so much for that uh mm-hmm. nice to get some insider information tourism things to do uh you'll find many many uh, more uh, opportunities and information about touring here in the couch. And, of course, it all starts at the wineries, so uh, that's the best place to start. And I'm sure the wineries will send you out to uh, their favorite places to just ask. That's it for today's show. Special thanks to our 2022 Couch and uh, Valley Grape Escape hosts, uh, the team at Blue Grouse Estate Winery. We have had a blast. Also, a big thanks to our on-site producer, Mike Whittingham, our assignment producer, Sherry Caleb, and our director of operations, Stu Ferguson. I'm Anthony Gismondi. You've been listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 